Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Lakers Snack Pack, everyone. Grab a snack. There you go. It's the Lakers Snack Pack. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football. I just hit up Chris Sardieri. In the next couple of weeks, we'll probably take a look at the NFL free agency and how that will affect your fantasy football. So go, we'll go ahead and probably touch on an episode sometime in March. So look forward to that. Hopefully we can get Joe Soro in on it as well. Talking NFL free agency. A lot of running backs are going to be available. We're definitely going to see where they're falling or where they're going to as we talk about on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus also as well, speaking of Joe Soro, he is the man behind Double Ox 1947 right there as I go ahead and adjust my name. Go ahead and follow him today at Lakersball.com. Plus also he has a company he worked very hard at this weekend, and that is Simblaze. Simblaze with a Y.com. Also as well, he does host on game nights, Lakers Nightcap with Joe Soro. And he did say in recent times that he would be doing every now and then a cup of morning show. So go ahead and make sure you follow him today on Twitter or right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Plus also as well, of course, our good friends, the Lakerholics crew of Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom. Don't forget if you didn't get a chance to this past weekend, they recorded a Lakerholic spotlight this past Lakers weekend. So go ahead and check out what they have to say. Or check out what they have to say today at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers in 5, John McCallion, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, yo, plus also as well, of course, John Costa, saving the best for last year. And why did I do that? Because he's the man behind Clutch Talk and also as well, Lakers Corner. He will be giving you a taste of Clutch Talk and Lakers Corner tomorrow. At 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Lakers Fast Break. He is taking over the channel on the Lakers Fast Break to give you a taste of what he does for his shows, Clutch Talk and Lakers Corner. So go ahead and give him some love. Give them all some love. And speaking of giving out the love, please click on the little Joe if you're on YouTube right below the big Joe. 
for subscribing and liking this video as well. Plus also, of course, if you're on Facebook, like the video and also follow us. Be part of the many followers now on Facebook we've garnered over the past few days because of the thousands of people who've watched us on Facebook and also YouTube. So go ahead and join us and be a part of the magic that is known as the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, the crowd here at the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers Fast Break, is starting to fill up. We truly appreciate you joining us here on a Monday evening. We were asked by Sports Baby, hey, are you guys going to do a show? We try to accommodate. I know Joshua Dietz is always asking us, so we go ahead and try to accommodate when we can. One of the things I did want to focus on is, okay, we're going to do a show. What's it going to be about? Well, Jovan Buha of The Athletic, who I know is not everyone's cup of tea, but he did bring up something very interesting. Since the 23rd of January, a little over a month, the Lakers' defense has been one of the worst in the NBA. And we could tell that the Lakers had had their emphasis in the past month with a lot of their winning ways in the month of February based off their offense, outscoring teams because of the high-octane offense with putting Rui Hashimura in the lineup. Also, so well, of course, D'Angelo Russell's great play over the course of the past few weeks. But their defense has been pretty porous these past few weeks. And while it went relatively unnoticed by other places and other shows, we kind of been pointing that out. And it all came to a head last night or yesterday afternoon in Phoenix, along with the porous rebounding where Yusuf Nurkic destroyed the Lakers on the boards. And we'll talk about that, how bad it's been all season on the boards here in a minute. But here today to discuss, has the defense really been the issue or what are the main issues? Because there, obviously there's a litany of issues why the Lakers are where they're at in the Western Conference. It's a good man indeed. It is, of course, the guy, the mastermind behind Simblates, with a Y.com, and of course, Oxide247 at wall.com it is joe sorrow joe drinking water today and i hope it's gonna stay water please don't get him to go ahead and drink today he needs to take a day off joe hope you're doing my friend hope you're rested and hope you're ready for action tonight the uh defensive issues are there because you don't really have a lot of guys that can play defense i think the worst part about their defensive side of things is the offensive rebounds that they're allowing to the opposition. I'd say that's number one. That's the number one killer for them this year. I'm pretty confident that if they weren't as bad as they were on the, on the boards while the playing defense, the Lakers might've won a few more games. Those of those many offensive rebounds that their opponents are getting are absolutely killing the Lakers because they always seem to score after they get them. And I'm talking, you know, just dagger threes, if anything. I'd say that's the first place you want to look. Uh, it doesn't help that LeBron can't play defense either. That's the reason why I put him at the front of the, yeah, uh, today's uh, show. <laughs> it doesn't help. It doesn't help that he doesn't run back on on defense when he's upset. Those are the things 
those are the things that are killing the team. Overall team defense, I would like to say if there was a coaching philosophy, a coaching focus on having everyone play together, having everyone understanding their roles, the lanes, the, the, the ability to consistently game in and game out, play a certain way. Because, you know, for a minute there, you saw them getting into the passing lanes. We talked about this a few weeks ago. They were doing some good stuff on defense where they were deflecting shots, deflecting passes. They were doing stuff, but it's just not consistent enough. <clears throat> Losing Vando, whom is their best perimeter defender. Cam Reddish, who was probably their second best perimeter defender. That doesn't help. AD is left to try to cover everyone else's rear end, and he just can't do it. <laughs> You just can't do it. It just doesn't work. Uh, in this day and age, the, every every player can basically shoot and make shots. It doesn't matter if you're the one or the or the twelve. They all seem to be able to make shots, and if they're open, they're going to make them. Especially if it's against the Lakers. I don't know. There's going to be a solution to, to to fixing this issue unless they. I guess LeBron starts to play defense and we're able to get a healthy perimeter defender like Vando and Cam Reddish to play consistently without getting injured. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It's a snack pack for you. It's Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro. Truly appreciate you joining us. Please like, and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break podcast. It's a team all season, Joe, that has been one of the worst at giving up open threes and allowing threes as far as percentage-wise to the other team. And you've called this time and time again. When the Lakers find any little small bit of prosperity, they always end up giving a three on the other end. Or even if they give up an offensive rebound or two, which is my other key point as far as this whole defensive theme that we're talking about. The team ranks 29th in offensive rebounding percentage last in second chance points per game and 28th in second chance points per game given up. Basically, they absolutely suck when it comes to giving up offensive rebounds and also getting their own offensive rebounds. So put that all together, Joe. It is a wonder how the Lakers are even where they're at, given the fact how bad they played defense and rebounding so far in major spots this season. This isn't something they can turn on. This is something that needs conditioning for an entire season. The team doesn't have enough focus within a 48-minute game, week in and week out, to be able to turn on something. I don't I don't really see a fix other than a talent infusion that could help. Vanderbilt, Cam Reddish. But then you're asking again someone like Vanderbilt to come back and get his shooting rhythm back in and getting his team chemistry back in. And and also, by the way, I, I don't believe he's coming back. I believe Vanderbilt's done for the year. I have seen no signs that he'll be back. Gabe Vincent, same situation. Uh, Cam Reddish, sure, he might give you a couple things here and there, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I, uh, they're going to have to go with the, the starting lineup. They have to have all five of their starters, which is AD, LeBron, 
Rui, Austin, and the uh, Delo. They need all five of those guys to be hitting on all cylinders for the rest of the year. Otherwise, you're probably not going to do pretty, not going to do very well. There is no depth at this point uh, in any way as constructed. It's uh, it's it's a battle that they've lost already, and we're just not able to. We're not able to come to grips with the fact that this is going to end sooner than we would like. Intel, you're truly a blessing, my friend. Absolutely. Cannot thank you enough. You're just such a big supporter of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. I'm truly humbled, again, with the uh, awesome super chat donation that you gave to us today, Joe. Absolutely cannot thank you enough for it. Joe, though, when it comes right down to it, again, I know there's a litany of problems. It seems whenever we get the offense going, the defense is bad. When the defense gets going, it's vice versa. But it all spells out to right around a 500 team. So, you know, the old saying, you know, as far as the coach, you are who you think you are. You are who you play you are. You are who you say you are. You are who you are. In this case, the Lakers, when it comes right down to it, who cannot find consistency for any large stretch of the season on both ends of the floor, they are exactly who they are. At 31 and 28. Should I play the record? Should I play the record? It's up to you, my friend. But uh, I can play a record and it's broken. The Lakers are dead in the water at this point. The only thing that could probably save them is a myriad of injuries to the top teams during their run. And miraculously, not miraculously, that LeBron or anyone on the starting five not getting injured. That's probably the best bet. They're going to win a few of these games here coming up. Uh, they have a very, very long homestand. There's going to be some entertaining games, I'm sure, hopefully starting Wednesday with a win and, and a season series win against the Clippers, which could be the last time they play the Clippers at the Crypt as both are uh, – attendees at that particular arena. So there's some some good stuff to look at. There's some good stuff to talk about. Some hopefully some good things in terms of results there. Uh, they have Denver that they haven't beaten in a while. Uh, coming up after that, after, I should say, after the Washington game on the back end of a back-to-back. So we're, the Lakers are going to have a chance to do some things here within the next two to three games. And if they lose Wednesday and they lose to Denver – it's probably going to be the beginning of the end at that point. Uh, and that's something that could be more realistic than none. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, one thing I can definitely say that is with the Lakers, this season has been just like last season, pretty much a roller coaster. And but the Lakers did finally, as we got into this part of the season, Joe, they started to find themselves. They started to go ahead and play collectively a lot better. They found their rhythm, uh, but they also found that the, a lot of health at that point in time as well. Whereas right now we still have several key players out of the lineup as far as rotation players are concerned. I think we're really weak right now coming off to the bench with very little options. I know everybody screams to just make sure that Prince stays on the bench. Don't play Prince very much. Dinwiddie's been awful. But as we saw yesterday, there's just not a whole lot of good options. I know people are upset with Max Christie not being played and then the excuses that uh, you know, Darvin Ham made because, oh, he got in foul trouble. So we couldn't play Max Christie in the game because AD got in foul trouble. I'm not sure if Max Christie would have moved the needle in either direction because he has been so wildly inconsistent this year. For every two steps he's made forward, he's taken three back. That's why he's in the position that he's in in the rotation. So I don't know how great Max Christie would have done to help us. He could have probably closed the gap a little bit. Maybe he could have, but again, right now we're at a start point as far as who we have coming off the bench. I have very little faith. Anybody can give us anything solid coming off that bench right now for the LA Lakers. No, there's no one. You have essentially Prince and Dinwiddie who played off the bench in this last game. And that really was it. Um, Torian Prince played, I believe, 27 minutes, and Dinwiddie played 23 minutes. The only thing I would have done different if I was Ham was I would have played Rui 10 more minutes than Dinwiddie because of the fact that Dinwiddie could not hit a shot or do anything uh, for that matter in those 23 minutes. I think he made only one shot, which is one one three-pointer. Key players come that have not been available, guys like Cam, uh, Gabe Vincent, Jared Vanderbilt, Cam Reddish. That's an interesting phrase. Uh, For a minute there, Vanderbilt was on his way back. He was playing really well. But it's not good enough to be here for a couple months and before then be injured and then after that be then. He's been an utter tragedy this year due to his health. Cam Reddish was a scrap heat pickup, so eh, I don't know about that. 
Yeah, exactly. Max, How much faith can Max you have? Christie, yeah. yeah, Max Christie, unfortunately, is now the third draft pick uh, that's associated with this team in the last few years that hasn't produced squat, which I know people get mad at me when I say that. I know some people at Lakers Ball don't like it when I talk about Max Christie not being an NBA player. They stay vehemently are, are just all over me for that too. They're like, no, he is. I'm like, I think guys, one day he'll be a rotation. Oh, one day, on one day I might have blonde hair. One day I might be dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so it's not we, now. We don't it's need, not, yeah, we don't it's need not one now. day. We don't need him to be. It's not now. Max He's not Christie. a consistent player. Now. Yeah. We don't need him to be mad. Max Christie in 10 years or five years, or even in two years, they, they needed him. Now the Lakers have bombed. In, in three areas uh, in the draft. One is last year's pick of Hood Shafino, uh, the Maxwell in terms of the second round pick. And then, of course, Max Christie is just not an impact player. So you're you're not ex- – I'm, I'm being harsh on that because most of them are late round picks. I should say second round picks. Yeah, he's a second round pick. Right. So. But you the know, Lakers spent money. Millions of dollars to move up to okay. pick. So, so there's there's a lot of whether those are supposed to be or not supposed to be. Either way, they're players that are taking up a roster space and they're not really doing much. So, forget about the whole we we drafted bad or what. Bottom line is they're 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 on the roster and they're not doing anything. You have three players, three young players who aren't really doing much. And then you have Cam Reddish, who is a bust at this moment. You have Jared Vanderbilt, who can't stay healthy. You have Torian Prince, who's a minimum type player. You have Christian Wood, who shuffles around, uh, I should say shovels around here and there and makes uh, a couple of good plays every now and then, but that's it. So you you have a fractured roster. A fractured roster with other than maybe D'Angelo, Austin, and AD have mental inabilities to lead or fix things. Yes, I am talking about LeBron James. And for those of you who have a problem with how I talk about LeBron James, you can suck it because the proof is in the pudding. Okay? You all can eat it. You want to be the greatest of all time. Oh, by the way, I didn't say he was. Gerald didn't say he was. Most of the people on here didn't. I don't know anybody that said it, and on our on our chat. But if you're gonna sit there, LeBron James, call yourself the greatest. You should be able to do a little bit better leadership. Meaning, you're in your 21st season. You're still leaving your players in the lurch at least one or two times a game because you're not happy with a call. And you got it. You got it. I guess comment. I guess it's you. I don't know. We're both. It old is me. Dudes. It okay. is me. It is I didn't talk about Kobe responsibility. Yesterday. Responsibility is something that people don't like to hear. From Cash KD in the comments, Jimmy they don't well. like to hear when someone gets called out for their BS. I've been around a long time, forty-five years. You want to call me old? Cool, I am. I'm forty-five. I'll be forty-six on Friday, by the way. So I want you Happy all to listen. I want you to listen. I want you to listen. This is LeBron's problem. Why? Because it's his team. Don't tell me it's AD's team. Or don't tell me it's D'Lo's team. It's LeBron's team. And you know damn well it's LeBron's team. Okay? Where LeBron goes is where this team goes. He's the greatest of all time, allegedly. So now who am I going to blame? 
Now, the word blame is an easy word. It's not really blame. Who am I going to go to to fix the problem? Am I going to go to Rob Palenka? Jeannie? What, what does Jeannie do during the during the weeks? Uh, Tupperware parties? I don't know what she does all week. Rob Palenka? Hide in his uh, bunker? I, I see him maybe once or twice every three, four months. Darvin Ham, we all know what he's doing. Nothing. So who am I going to now go to? Someone that actually has control over this. And by the way, John, if you're going to keep using the age as an excuse, then he needs to retire. How about that? Is that a solution? Stop telling me he's 39. Stop telling me he's 39. You want to be a leader? You want to be the greatest of all time? You're dropping 25, 7, and 7, 24 and change, 7 and 7, then lead. You would think that he can still play, right? LeBron can still play. It doesn't matter if he's 39. Why can't he at least lead some things? It doesn't look like he can lead. You tell me. What it is. What, what, what else am I going to go at? What, am I, what else am I going to go at? What? What else? John, don't ever agree with me again in that tone. <laughs> Johnny's cheesy, you Aussie. Uh, I want to say, though, can I say this on the age thing, though, Joe? I really think that when Rob designed this team for this season, I keep thinking the way he designs this team is that he designs it thinking a younger LeBron is playing out there on an every-game basis. So the reality of the 39 year old LeBron is that you're not going to get the younger LeBron on an every game basis. Yeah, sure. You got 39 and seven, what on Friday, but how many days of rest did it take for him to get the 39 and seven on Friday and the game after that, where he didn't play all that bad, but obviously it didn't lead enough to, to a win. So again, he, I just, I'm just asking you in regards to the age thing. I just think that Rob, when he mapped things out for this season, uh, just has it in his mind that LeBron is the player he once was in 2020 or even earlier than that. I think we're allowing ourselves, not me, of course, ourselves as a fan base to fall in this pit of numbers. Numbers don't matter anymore folks numbers when you have a triple double now it's different than when it when it was in 1999 i'm not looking at numbers i'm looking at a team that is functioning in a certain way that's going to continue to be productive there isn't enough productiveness there they had a good week when they went on that road trip with this when they beat boston and beat new york but it's it's not it's not enough it's they needed those kind of runs at least two or three times before so that if they're sitting at 10 or 12 or 13 games above 500, you're solidifying a playoff spot at that point. I wouldn't be this way if, if they were a five or a six seed. That's probably where they were probably going to go, even though I was looking back and saying, eh, if things kind of play out our way and this this and that maybe we can get a top four pick but really that's just optimism because what else can we do as a laker fan base what else can we think of when you have lebron james and ad as your pillars you would like to think that they could get to the top four but apparently they're not and now they can't even get to the bottom four and that's that's the frustration what's 
AD's been healthy all year. LeBron hasn't had any major injury. Delos playing great. Austin's got gotten out of his funk. Rui's been playing well, and they still lose. So what is it? I'd like to know. I'm asking everyone out there. What is it? Why are they still losing? We said at the beginning of the year, if AD is healthy and playing the way he's playing right now, they're going to be in good shape. So where did it break down at that point is what I want to know. So that all you LeBron bromance people get all angry when I hold the leader of the team accountable when they lose. What kind of world do you live in? Who am I going to go to when things aren't going right? I already explained this in the last show. Who do you want me to go to? You want me to go to who? You guys going to keep blaming Torian Prince, $2.7 million a year player? How responsible is that of you to be blaming that? Well, it's Darvin Ham. Okay, it's Darvin Ham. Now what? He's LeBron James, right? He's the one that tells Darvin, hey, I'm going to sit out this game, right? I don't have proof of it, but it's common sense. So why can't he, if, if Darvin Ham is useless, why isn't LeBron saying, you know what, F this guy, I'm going to coach you all on this court. Tell me. Tell me who I should go talk to. Should I go talk to Byron Scott, Luke Walton, Mike Brown, Rob Sacre? I mean, I, I, it boggles my mind that you, that, that you can be that delusional. And who's actually running this thing? Well, it's, 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 bring it. Bring it. Tell me who I should go, go to. But some people want to be the leader when it's good. And then when it's bad, what? We're supposed to go away? And you're called a Kobe Stan slash LeBron hater. I'm like, uh, talk to how many Lakers fans out there who are Kobe stands? There are millions of people that love Kobe and the accomplishments that I've made. Sometimes I will say that maybe people's love for Kobe kind of maybe glosses over some of the things he didn't do as well, but he is a Hall of Famer and one of the greatest players of all time for a very reason. And LeBron is in that same stature as well. But at this point, Joe, uh, the reason why I'm saying is because the defense, as noted by Jovan Buha, has been extremely bad in the past month. The offensive rebounding, both on the offensive boards and also defending offensive rebounds against you, has been abysmal all season long. You want and to, the three-point percentage has been awful the way we give them up to other teams. You want you want to argue against what we're... See, this is the thing. I'm, I'm trying to maybe in some way teach the people out there in social media land who are so easy to snap. They would never do this in your face. No. Right? They're going to do it online because they're hiding behind the little thingies, they're not, they're not bringing back a coherent response. Kobe Stan. What the hell does that even mean, Kobe Stan? What does that even mean? You don't see any Kobe posters here. We talk about Kobe because that's what we're used to in terms of determination, leadership, and killing. Killing the opponent. I'm sorry if that's the, the, the five championships, 20 years of the Lakers, before then, it's Magic, Kareem, Worthy, 
sorry, sorry if that's what we're trying. You know, that's what we're used to. I, I, and sorry if you're if, if we're uh, angry that he's not running back on defense. Well, what do you want me to say? He's the one doing that. I'm not telling him not to run back. It's okay. He gets a pass. He's 39. Okay. Let me let me say this. I mean, I use Kobe as an example of what the Laker people are used to. I don't remember those things when the number one guy. When was the last time before LeBron that the Lakers had the number one guy? It was Kobe. That was the last guy. Okay, it wasn't D'Angelo. It wasn't Julius Randle. It wasn't Lonzo Ball. It was freaking Kobe. He was the last one. So obviously we're using that as an example because it wasn't that far away. And at the same time, it's things going on. Are you watching or are you watching uh, Kevin Garnett dancing somewhere or Stephen A. Smith screaming somewhere? We're watching the games. As much as it's killing me sometimes to watch these games, we're watching it. I'm not making this up. And I'm using Kobe as an example because we're not seeing things like hourglasses on social media when things aren't going right. You know what Kobe did? He went into the freaking uh, press conference and said, trade me. I'm done with this. I'm done with losing. There was no passiveness. It was just direct. And then when Jerry West calmed him down, he finally kind of said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to ride this and we'll see what happens. And guess what happened? They made something happen, right? Yes. Okay. So I want to, I want a coherent argument because if you really want me to talk about Kobe and, and let's say his last five years, which, which wasn't a surprise, by the way, Kobe Bryant was very similar to a player uh, that I love, is uh, Troy Polamalu. The the Kobe career wasn't going to end well. I, 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 we had talked about that for years. That guy played too relentless to, to to go off into the sunset. Too relentless. He was too much. Even the trainer for the for for both MJ and Kobe, I uh, forgot his name, but uh, he said he would uh, MJ would listen to to him when he when it was enough. Kobe, he wanted to run another 50 miles. Kobe didn't know the stop. He didn't know. He had to go full throttle. He had to go until he was going to break. So the last five years of his career were, what were they? I mean, I, I people that are in and around my circles know that Kobe cost, Kobe and Powell cost the Lakers that Oklahoma City get a series in 2012. Matter of fact, Mike Brown coached very well in those first two series. It was Kobe and Gasol who made mistakes in that series that cost them the win. But that's what happens when you've played relentless, when you've played high ankle sprains. You'd have a high ankle sprain tonight and you'd be ready to play an afternoon game the next day. That's what happens when you do that. And then what happens a couple of years later? He tears his Achilles, it's game over. So I'm sorry. I, I, that's what I'm – I'm used to the, the killers. That's what it is. I'm not used to the passive guys, and I'm not used to guys – not getting a call and then stopping going <laughs> every game. Once in a while, okay. Once in a while. Every game? What's that going to do? The ref's going to stop the, the game? Oh, hold on. LeBron is pouting. It was a foul. Let's go back. I'm kind of glad you weren't on the playback because there were so many slowdowns and reviews. I could just feel or sense the irritation you would have had or probably did have when you were watching this game. What was good about that was I was doing things and then... Because uh, you were working. 
yes, I was working and then I could fast forward through it. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. But you, if you watched it live on playback, playback.tv slash sacred fast break, you would have been extremely annoyed. I think we mentioned that several times on, on the broadcast. It's, it's grown men acting like children. That's where this all comes from at the end. And your main guy is sometimes that guy. I don't discriminate. I don't care if it's my team, your team, his team. I don't care if it's LeBron. I don't care if LeBron has five straight great games. It doesn't matter. I live in the moment. I live game to game. What have you done for me today? Why? Because that's what you, that's the position you've put this team in. If the Lakers were up 20 games over 500, it might not it might not matter as much at that point. Okay, well they lost the they lost to the Phoenix on the road. Yeah. There's still a fourth seed, a third seed. It is what it is. But they're not. This has been an ongoing issue all year. Can't rebound. Can't play team defense consistently for 48 minutes. Every time you get close to a deficit, all of a sudden they go on an 8-0 run within a matter of a minute and three seconds. When does this stop? When are you going to figure out a way to keep this from happening? These are all fundamental issues in a lot of ways. It's all bad reads, bad decisions, watching the ball, not shooting to the hoop, not slashing to the hoop. So where does where you've been if you've been watching basketball for 33 years and you've seen this stuff in those 33 years, you're gonna ask yourself why it's not happening now. These are athletes, right? These guys are playing basketball, right? A lot of these guys are young, right? Rui, Austin, D'Lo, these guys are young. AD's young. You can't sit there and say, oh, this is the oldest team in the NBA. They can't move. Okay, that was the case, and I'd say, yeah, he can't get from point A to point B. LeBron can't get to the hole like he used to. I would understand that if you're saying 39 years old. But let me ask you this. If you're 21 or 39, is it that hard to pout and leave your players on a four-on-five break? Is that an age thing? You would think that when you're 39, you'd stop doing that. You'd mature, right? So he's not playing defense for 48 minutes. I understand that too. But if he's not playing defense other than three or four times, it's going to cost the Lakers a lot of points. And that needs to be addressed. How, as a coach, as an organization, as players, how are you going to cover that? Can you? Darvin Ham could have saved himself a lot of headache that way, right? Guys, we're, we're trying to compensate because we don't want to burn out LeBron, blah, blah, blah. We're trying to run a certain amount of schemes. Da, da, da. He doesn't know how to talk like that. He doesn't have a freaking clue what a scheme is anyways. It's just a fractured team with a terrible coach, a front office that really doesn't know what they're doing, an owner that hopes and wishes and dances everywhere. And then you have LeBron adding more BS to it with his indirect, direct comments on some stupid-ass, worthless social media garbage while the team is trying to find themselves at a, at a particular time. Like, we don't need to hear about how LeBron is not happy. We're not happy as a fan base because of your ass, okay? How about that? And then now there's word that he wants an extension. Oh, wow, what a surprise. Ooh, really? Okay, yeah. That makes sense. He ain't turning down $51 million. Oh, yeah, he will. 
if he gets an extension. Yeah. Still a businessman, right? True. Yeah. Very true. Right. Good. Okay. So we're going to see this uh, summer. Uh, I'd say bets are going to be very, very good on the Lakers extending LeBron probably two more years. Yeah, I see it too. That's part of the problem. Not sure I'm liking Hold on, that. I got either. something else for you. Hold on. Yeah. You all want me to support this, right? Yeah. And you're not being a LeBron hater. You're just LeBron being wants a to real. Win, right? LeBron wants to win, right? Okay, LeBron. You want an extension? Okay. Are you going to take $20 million uh, pay cut? Get paid thirty million dollars for the amount of work. he doesn't. He can't play defense, but he can play offense, right? You so, can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be paid so, fifty so to sixty less, million. Opt out. Take a two-year extension, a two-year extension at thirty mil. He gets another ten million dollar guaranteed money. He had fifty-one. He signs a two-year sixty million dollar contract. Now he has an extra $10 million guaranteed for the next couple of years. And what he does is he allows his team to have a little bit more money to start looking for possibly a third guy that can help them. Summer. I'm just saying. I'm a Laker fan. I'm thinking about the Lakers. That would be a nice way to do it, right? Yeah, would he, absolutely. Would he, would he do it? Does he really care about winning? Or does he pick up that $51 million? Or does he uh, not pick it up and get, like you said, a three-year deal? Does he go into the season a lame duck player? Because no one can, no one's going to pay him fifty-one or sixty million dollars the following year either, off the free agent market. So what is what is the what is the plan there? The plan is very likely that LeBron is going to sign an extension. Genie and the Lakers don't want to lose that star power, no matter how much of a detriment it could be. Hmm. They're going to try to continue to shovel the the you-know-what into somewhere. <laughs> and then hope, and I got the bunny ears up again, guys, on audio, on audio. Hope that they can get another guy this summer that can help LeBron win. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> guys, guys. Let's hope they don't have a dinner. Guys, if you're 39 years old and you're getting 25 and seven and seven, you're you're you're, you still can play. So 39 or not, you still can play. So you can't have it both ways. If he's not going to be productive in winning championships, then he's wasting our time. This team is about championships. Sorry, it's about championships, and there's no more important time in in Laker history, believe it or not, than right now when it comes to championships and you all know why because they have one more to pass the Celtics it's very important that they pass the Celtics especially for guys like me who are 46 and have since 1978 uh, been around for the Lakers uh, ascension from the Celtics having 14 championships at that time I believe hold on 13 no 13, while the Lakers had six. So look how long it's taken for them to creep even close to the Celtics with 17. It's taken almost 46 years. It doesn't look like they're going to pass it this year. Matter of fact, Celtics might do something this year, which is getting starting to get scary again. They haven't lost since uh, they lost the Lakers, right? Yep. 
It's a scary season, folks. This is a very scary season. They that eight that in a team, row. you have you have the Clippers, who if Kawhi stays healthy, could be a problem now. With their new unis for the fifteenth time in the last five years. Celtics playing well, and the fact that Milwaukee's melting down. Sixers are done with Embiid not being healthy. Cleveland's too young. The Knicks is too young. It's very, very likely that the, the, the Celtics are going to probably go to the finals. So you better get ready to be a Denver Nugget fan because if the Denver Nuggets don't make it to the finals, it's very likely and very close that the, the Celtics might win it. So you better hope right Denver goes. Right now, they're five games ahead of anybody else in the NBA. Five. Now, mind you, it's against a weaker Eastern Conference, and there's a quite a few duds in the Eastern Conference, but still, they are five full games. Celtics ahead. would match up very well with Denver. They would get smoked, I think, in probably five, just like okay. Miami did. So, I'm not too concerned if it's my if it's Denver and their health. Jokic will freaking destroy that front line like they're not even there. And then, of course, if Jamal Murray's hitting his shots, they're 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 toast. But that's uh, that's what we have to look forward to, folks. More than likely, we're going to have to look forward to the Celtics having to lose. Uh, otherwise, uh, this season could be very, very disastrous. <laughs> and then for the Celtics, they have to pay Tatum this offseason. And that's and the, that, that's going to be very pricey. Good point. Good point there, G. This is the likely last season. I think I, one more. I think one more. I, I think la- last season for. You mean one more they won't sign him this year? No, no. If they sign him to an extension, I think they can fit their current roster. Oh, you know, okay. Because they'll go into the they'll go into the uh, second tax threshold, but at least they'll be able to keep them all together for one more year, I think. And then before they decide to really have to bail out on it, it's it's not likely in my eyes that if they do indeed fall short again due to the inability to make shots in big games and whatnot, that they probably will try to move something this summer. They'll probably try to do something this summer. They've done everything they can at this point with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. The only thing they could do was possibly say that we're the, we're the, Current generations, Detroit Pistons, where they're just going to keep going and going and going until until something happens. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. 
with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Sora along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching listening. Truly appreciate it. Shout out to John Aussie, our good friend on, on Facebook now, plus also everybody else on YouTube and, of course, Twitch, Twitter, everybody out there catching us. Please go ahead and make sure you like and, and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Big shout out to Darren for his kind contribution, saying it's Intel's fault that he had to provide the super chat. Both he and Intel with the big super chats today, and it is most graciously appreciated by all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break. So when it comes right down to it, my friend, uh, and that's something I've been saying a lot these days, the Lakers, uh, this defense has been porous this last month. Their offense has improved, which was a big part of the reason why they were inconsistent the first part of the season. Now it's the defense. But one thing has remained is the allowance of three-pointers, Joe, and the allowance of the rebounding by the other team, allowing them to get to the offensive boards consistently. Yesterday, it was 14-3 to on offensive boards. You could talk and say all you want about how the Lakers didn't get enough calls, eight free throws, you know, how they got this reputation as they, that they live at the free throw line. Newsflash, they do. But I want to ask you this. When you get killed, to me, the game really uh, centered around two things. The three-pointers you allowed to guys not named KD or Booker and the, the offensive rebounds that got you got killed by 14 to 3. I think that was the difference in yesterday's game. Well, it's the difference in almost every game that they lose like this. They can't off they can't rebound. And if the a player like Nurkic is there, who's very, very big and athletic, he's going to get those balls. Lakers uh, don't have the uh, tenacity to go after ba basketballs. They don't seem to have an instinct for it. Uh, so, and they really, they don't really have any any bigs on the team, too. If you're talking talent-wise, yeah, they're very, very deficient in that area as well. You don't have – Jackson Hayes is not a rebounding menace. Uh, Christian Wood, even if he was playing, wasn't going to be a, a rebounding menace. So the Lakers are very deficient in that area where they don't have enough guys that could box out and, and rebound or at least box out and create positioning so that the guards or the forwards could rebound the ball. I'd say if I had to pick, if I had to go with something where it's just physically impossible for them to do it, they're not physically able to to get those rebounds. They don't really have that team. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Please join us tomorrow for John Costa's sampling of Lakers corner clutch talk. That's coming up tomorrow at three. So hopefully you'll join us here right here at the Lakers fast break, but Joe uh, still got some time left on the, on the clock and, and, uh, and cool bro search is cool, man. Just everything's good. Don't worry. Don't, I know you're you're a young man still going out in the world, but uh, search is good, my friend. Search is all good. Let's just uh, 
it, let it go. Everything's good. Kumbaya. Everything's good in the in the, as far as the Lakers chat is concerned. We're just going to go ahead and keep it going because it is the best Lakers chat room that's out there. The Lakers fast break. Uh, I think search is all good, my friend. So don't even worry about it. Don't even let it stress you out, cool bro. Uh, things get said and uh, misinterpreted all the time. So it's not even a big deal on that. But when it comes right down to it, Joe, with the Lakers. I think they have to go ahead and make the push now because if they don't in the next two weeks, you might as well just consider them in a ninth or 10th place. Well, we've been saying that for a while here. Uh, Again, we've been a broken record because this team has consistently been inconsistent in every major area that this team needs to not be uh, deficient in it. Rebounding, focus, attitude, chemistry, there's an issue there. They've tried really hard. You can see them trying. You can see it. This last game, you can see them that are they're determined. They're going and they're going. And there's some semblance of we want this, but it's not enough. It's not enough. They're not, they're not, maybe they're not talented enough. Maybe there's not enough depth in the end. I think that's what it's probably going to slowly go into some point we're going to have to say something that's really real, which is they're just not good enough. LeBron is not good enough. He's good, but he's not good enough at this point. AD, I don't know what else he could do. He could be better, but I don't know how. He's really good this year, and he's been healthy, and he's been playing through pain. So I can't, I can't really fault him so much. D'Lo, same thing. He's fought through uh, criticism and being traded for all year only to, to, to play as well as he has. Austin's played as well as he has. Rui's played as well as he has. I'm not, this, I'm not really uh, looking at those guys as, as needing to do more. They needed more guys around them to do well as well. That's probably what it has to be at the end. Austin Reeves is just not a rebounder. D'Lo is just not a rebounder. D'Lo is not Russell Westbrook, unfortunately, in terms of rebounding prowess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's going to get to that there, G. We're going to find out, or I should say, we're going to have to solidify the fact that this team's just not good enough to do what it needs to do. Criticism, being picky here and picky there, I think we do that because we have how many shows we have to do during the year with the nitpick. But at the end of the year, it's going to be a much easier answer, I believe. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947. Please go ahead and support him today at LakersBall.com. Also as well, his company that he's been working hard at all weekend long at Simblades, SimbladesWithTheY.com. And of course, on game nights, he does... Come at you with a nightcap and your evening with a nightcap on Lakers game days right there. The Lakers fast break on Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro. And I know when he can, he's going to try and do a couple morning Joe for you as well. But you said on Lakers ball, you get a lot of feedback. That was something I want to ask you because I am not on Lakers ball as much as I would like. There's a really good crew there, really good crowd. I want to give them the highest of compliments. Uh, they seem very inviting and welcoming to me when I was on there originally. So I have given nothing but the highest of praise to everyone at LakersBall.com 
but you said that they were not exactly enthused by your comments on Max Christie. So I want to hear your thoughts because uh, I don't really get to talk to you much about your interactions on LakersBall.com. So let me hear your thoughts, my friend, on on what their perception is of the Lakers right now. Maybe you can lean on, on the, the Max Christie comments, but their perceptions on where they see the Lakers stand right now. Uh, pretty similar to how I think. It's probably why we get along so well. But they said they're upset with you when it comes to Max Except Christie. for Max Christie. I remember one of my favorite uh, posters there. Her name is Cookie. She does the uh, she does uh, post-game opponent doom, doom and glooms where she'll go to their forum and get quotes and posts after a loss. They're, and then she'll comment on them. She's really good at that. She was upset with me that I said that Christy stunk. <laughs> and she's kind of a, a, a softy in terms of trying to be supportive of certain guys. So I, I get it. I get it. Our, is that our Isabel? Probably. Okay. Uh, Big shout out to Isabel, who's not yet on, but uh, always great when she's here because she's so positive. You don't want to zap people's positiveness. It's nice to be positive because there is a balance there too. Yeah, it creates for a great conversation. Yeah, it's it's just you know Darren is mentioning Max has potential. Uh, the problem is this team can't afford to have potential right now. They need they need doers. Mm. That's that's really what it's about. Is is there is no Xbox is going to check it out? So might have a new uh, new person there right there checking in on LakersBall.com, my friend. Yeah, Xbox, you won't be disappointed. As a matter of fact, I feel like I've neglected them because I am I used to be a big contributor to their game time chat. But since I'm on game t- our, our own game time situation and pre and post, it's, 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 been, it's been difficult to do all that at once. But I'll, I'll chime in, in there every now and then and, and say hello, and they're welcoming, of course. And then during the week, I'll post anyways. So it's always two or three posts every now and then, not as much as I used to, but that has more to do with the fact that I just, I can't spend a lot of time on the internet, uh, even though I feel like I do, but most of it is going through news, going through work stuff, emails and all that. Uh, If I could not have to worry about checking emails and things like that, it'd be much easier not to have to have the phone with me all the time. Kurt, LOL, Kurt. That's just so funny. You have no idea out there, most of you in the chat room, why that that statement he made, and I'm going to post it right now, is so funny. And I'll just leave it at that. Uh, If you know Harrison Ford, you'll understand why that is so funny right there. But it is, of course, the Lakers fast break. (laughs) It is Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro. Thanks so much again for joining us. It is truly appreciated. Kurt, don't be like that. You know. You and I both know. So we'll just say leave it at that. But it is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching, listening. But before we head on out, my friend, again, we always are bashed for being so negative, for being this, for being that. We often just, we shoot it as it is. We see the game as it is and don't want to put anything, how should I say, too optimistic in your laps because if you, if we, if it doesn't come to fruition, you get on our, our case even more. We try to just tell you real how we feel each and every time out. And often we get bashed for it. But in a season like this, Joe, 
where we've been proven right much more substantially than we've been proven wrong. So much so, so much more than these other Lakers podcasts. It's just so hard to deal with some of these people out there that share in the comments, you guys are such a this, you guys are such that, when they don't even look at themselves and understand, you know what? I think you guys have actually been pretty right about what's happened this season all along. Someone who's, I guess, laying it down the way it should, shouldn't have to tell everyone that that's what they do. It just should be organic. We have to keep reiterating it all the time. And it doesn't really matter that the interpretation, look at the world we live in, interpretation and uh, sensitiveness is, is, is the reason why those are the the big clicks these days is because it's attention grabbing. Uh, a lot of people are just yearning for attention. Not enough attention at home, raised by probably lackluster parents, living a lackluster life, living useless lives in a lot of ways, and this is what it births. So if you're a secure person, someone who's viable, someone who has the credibility in their life. And then on top of that, they're, they're vocal. All of a sudden you start hearing all the, the ignorance coming out the, Oh, they had everything handed to them or, Hey, you're just the hater. And you're just, this, you see it. You can see the jealousy just seep out. It's, it's, it's just they, they know it deep down that it's all about them just deflecting and projecting how they feel. That's what it is. That's something people need to understand. And when someone comes to you and tells you something stupid because they don't like what you heard or they don't like what, what they heard from what you said, and you know, you've, you know that you're Right or wrong is not the point. Point is, are you watching the games? Do you not see the results? Because if you see the results, you're not going to make that argument. You're not making that argument if you're watching the games. Okay, let's say you're watching the games. Maybe your interpretation is wrong. Maybe you have a soft spot for something and you're allowing yourself to manipulate yourself into thinking that that's not the problem. To me, that's worse. You want to be optimistic and say, hey, we're going to do better next week. Okay, that's fine. Cool. I'm cool with that. I don't think it's true, but you should think that way. Be you. But if it's stuff that's already happened and you're sitting there saying, hey, huh, who, huh, well, so I don't know what to tell you. Prove prove that you're right then if it means so much to you. Prove it. And uh, sensitivity, sensitivity things. Uh, there's some things out there that I have opinions on. Sometimes it's just an opinion, and if that's gonna bother you, well, tough. I don't give a. Shit. I really don't. You almost I did it care. right, right flat on an hour. That was funny. I don't give a. Shit. I really don't. I don't care. I don't care about a lot of that kind of stuff, and. If this show is to get to where we know it's going to go, these things are going to happen all the time. And if Cool Bro wants to learn a lesson about sensitivity, he's still a young man. I get it. Guys, 
whether the young, old, or whatever. If you're going to cower down to the noise, then you should, stu- should go do something else. Our reaction on the show when someone comments is not based off of hurt feelings. It's based off of what the hell did you pull that out of? Where? You think you think we want this team to be like this? You think we want LeBron to be this way? No. That doesn't help our numbers, Danny. No, no. I don't want that. I'd like – you think did, – did I uh, go and pull LeBron by the ear and tell him to go post stuff on Twitter? He's supposed to be the leader of a team, yet subliminal messages on some social media thing – how about if you're going to do that, how about do it the right way? You remember Phil Jackson? Remember how he used to subtly throw some things out? Do it up front. Do it Do it like a man. And, and the thing is with Phil Jackson is Phil Jackson knew what he was doing. He's very good at his job. LeBron is very good at his job, except when it, when it comes down to integral parts of the game like running back so that your team isn't playing four on five basketball. Then that's a problem. And you won't, you don't want me to criticize that? Come on. Give me a break. Okay, if you want if you don't want me to do that, go watch Laker Nation then. Go listen to Mike Trudell and his size XS suits. Talk about positive crap. I'm not here to talk positive crap unless you give me a reason to talk positive. I don't I don't give a I don't care. I don't at all. Most people who say that, by the way, are full of crap too, by the way. So I can I can understand your trepidation and all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, 100%, I don't care. You're, I'm, you're We're watching, we're going to be watching all 82, 83, 84 games of the regular season here. Very, very soon. How are you going to argue against someone who's watching every game, every play? How? We talk, I talked to how many people about my other sports, Mike Tomlin, Ben, ben Roethlisberger, Troy Palomalu's and all that. How are you going to argue with me about things that I assess? I've watched every single game those guys have coached or played. How are you going to tell me I don't know what I'm looking at? How? Well, you're maybe you think I'm lying that I didn't watch all the games. Okay, fine. I did. I don't see any reason why I would lie. I literally have not missed a Steeler game. This century. I have not missed a game this century. That's 24 years of football. So now what? If I say that this is happening with this particular coach or this player, how are you not? And I give you facts on top of that. What now? What now? Where do we stand? What are we doing here? What are we doing on this show? Are we supposed to be here, hold hands and, 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 and hope and kiss each other? Is that what you want? They were winning more. I'd be doing that. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with me, Joe Glassford. Thanks so much for watching. This is truly appreciated. Don't forget Wednesday, the Lakers go ahead and play against the Clippers. And we'll bring all the great action to you as only we can with the pregame during the game, the playback simulcast. Playback.tv says Lakers Fast Break. And then, of course, the best post game that's out there for the Lakers right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And your nightcap with Joe Soro as well. 
But Joe, uh, tomorrow, I believe we are being taken Eric, over. Eric had a question. Do you think sure. the plan in tournament makes it worse? I mentioned no. that uh, I thought that, again, despite what you said, I said this team was fatigued in late December and early January. But after that, they cannot use that as an excuse. They cannot use their terrible January in an, in its entirely entirety as a whole on the IST. They just, just cannot do that. They were tired coming off of the IST, and it showed. But yeah, after that, two weeks. I'll get. I'll say the two weeks, two two and a half weeks. Yeah, there. There's no excuses. That that January when they had a ton of home games, absolutely no excuse. They didn't capitalize on. That. No, it, it it didn't make it. It doesn't make it better or worse. All they did was redo the courts and played an extra game. That's it. It, it that's all. It, it it created this unique buzz that's about it if the lakers want to solve their i'm sorry if the nba wants to solve their viewership issue and i don't even know if that's a that's a problem i was looking at a statistic the nba is a strong second most popular sport in america those those who say i haven't watched nba basketball since blah 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 but half of those people are, are lying uh, NBA is doing very well. Salary caps keep going up. They're going to have a TV contract here that's going to be more than they've ever had. It, I, I don't really, I'm, I don't, these guys are, are are playing a fixed game in a lot of ways. I'm not talking about just the games. It's a fixed game financially. They're going to make money one way or the other. They already know they're going to make money. It doesn't matter what you, the, the, the fans mean nothing anymore, folks. It's about the TV money. It's about the TV money. And in some way, they know they're going to get a certain amount of eyes, gamblers especially. I think that's what happened is they, they, they stuck to the gamblers and they know the gamblers are going to watch. And they don't really care about the general fans. The general fans, we've seen those yahoos at, at games. You know, they can't wait to get on TV from that stupid uh, uh, Titantron, whatever the hell they call it. Or am I getting out of focus here? Exactly. It's going to take a sec. It takes a second for these uh, cams once they get out of focus to get you back in again. That's funny. Look, I don't think I can remember. Maybe I need to get a new camera. They all do it. Mine does it too. Mine does it too. So uh, uh, they don't auto. They don't auto focus real well at all. There we go. There you go. Just got to back to you. Thing, right. Okay. Yep. Can't see me. John yeah. Cena. Yeah. So uh, back to what I was saying is. My solution for the NBA stale stuff is I would have made I would have made the, the regular season more regional in terms of its scheduling. I don't know if that's a problem scheduling wise, but I, I I would like to think and they used to do this. They used to play teams six times during the year that were in their division. They should go back to that. It, it, it lessens travel time. It creates more of a uh, regional rivalry with those teams, it would solve a lot of those problems with travel and, and cost of travel too. It would help in every way. But for some reason, that's not on the table. If they're thinking gimmicky type things are going to work. They think that this play-in thing is, has been good. Uh, I don't think it has. I think just there's too many people that are involved now in, in, in winning. I think there needs to be some because they're worried about tanking, people tanking, teams tanking. Well, if you're 
worried about teams tanking, maybe you, you should put in a three-year uh, at a high school rule then, just like the NFL. So which one is it? You guys want to eat everything and ha- you want to have your cake and eat it too, as they say, right? You can't. Pick one. Well, we don't want to deny the opportunity. Okay, then don't do that. But understand that you're going to get players that are not going to be ready to play in the NBA right away. So now what are you going to do? You don't want players to leave their teams anymore, so you create the supermax. Now the two areas that you were really popular in, trade deadline and free agency, you've completely butchered. They should have made it easier for players to leave and go test the market. Oh, no, they don't want to do that because, oh, LeBron did the decision and went to Miami and Durant went from uh, Oklahoma City to Golden State. See, this is the thing that pisses me off. One instance, every five, six years, all of a sudden we got to change the whole rule thing. And then on top of that, they create this supermax thing, and then they tell these guys, hey, wait, 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 hold on a second. You got to play 65 games now. And now they're getting mad. It's like this back and forth of two babies crying. And we're the people allowing ourselves to watch two immature jugheads go back and forth. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. Please support him with his company. If you're in the Southern California area and you need a new lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today, go ahead to Sinblade. Sinblades with a Y.com. And of course, you know he hosts Lakers Nightcap coming up on game night on Wednesday nights. So looking forward to that. My friend, it's been a great conversation. Uh, cool, bro. Everything is all good. Uh, I think search is, is all right. No problems with search. You know, he's one of the best out there when it comes to moderating, especially for the Lakers channels out there. But Joe, it's been a great conversation talking about the Lakers. Many problems besides just the defense, I think, has been the reason why we're at where we're at. Any last thoughts before we head on out? No. The traditional no, indeed. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We'll be back tomorrow with John Costa. Will we do a show tomorrow night? We'll see. But John Costa will be here 3 p.m. Pacific. Already got it on the schedule. You already see it if you're on YouTube and Facebook. Got it right there for you. It is John Costa coming up with a sample of what he does on his Clutch Talk and Lakers Corners channel. So hopefully you will give him a... your time, and hopefully he will be able to provide some good info and talk for you as well. So for Joe Sorrow, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks again for watching and listening. Truly appreciate Darren and Intel for their great contributions today. Always love those super chats. Cannot thank you enough for being part of what we do here. And everybody, the great conversation for the best Lakers chat room that's out there can always be found right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>